This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour two of the program is underway. This is Sportsnet Today. Coming at you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. I'm Logan. That's Cam and Taylor in the other room. You can't see them, but you can maybe hear them. Only when we want. Hi, Cam. Howdy. Taylor going to talk to me today or no? Hello. Hi, Tay. How's it going? Living the dream. Another day. That's good. Yep. Big uh, big Flames game last night, hey? Yeah, some some guy was in town. I don't know. Some. I think he used to play here. I don't know. Eric Branson? Obviously. There was no boost for Eric Branson last night. I can tell you that. He had a little little video tribute. They put up a little... Welcome back thing, and he got he got lots of cheers. Good for him; he deserves it. Eric Goodbranson Day at the Scotia Bank Saddledome yesterday. Flames win four three, and now no longer have to deal with the Columbus Blue Jackets for the rest of the season. Uh, it's an off day for the team. They will be at the uh, Deerfoot Inn and Casino later for a uh, the Flames Celebrity Charity Poker Tournament. Uh, Pat and Wes will be live there uh, this afternoon, bringing you all the guests on an off day for the Flames. Practice day on Wednesday before they get set to take on the Chicago Blackhawks in the final game of this four-game homestand. And then one more game to go Friday night in Seattle, and then it's time for the all-star break for the Calgary Flames. We'll chat uh, more about last night and more on the Calgary Flames as the hour continues, but we're going to shift our focus over to the CFL. Some significant news out of Hamilton today. Longtime Calgary Stampeders quarterback and future Hall of Famer Bo Levi Mitchell makes it official. He will indeed sign with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He has put pen to paper on a three-year contract. Various uh, reports, Dave Naylor, TSN... Uh, Three Down Nation's been on it as well. Around the $500,000 per year salary for Mitchell in Hamilton. That money not guaranteed to Bo because he has not uh, spent any time in Hamilton before. That's a CBA rule. So pretty easy decision for the Ticats who acquired his rights from the Calgary Stampeders earlier in this offseason, but the question swirled whether or not Bo would actually sign in Hamilton. That, uh, as I mentioned, gets officially done today. Would the lure of Saskatchewan, perhaps, get him to free agency? At the end of the day, those conversations are moot, and the rest of the CFL quarterback carousel will, uh, will go on, but at least now the Hamilton Tiger Cats know going into free agency, who their new quarterback is. 
It is uh, number 19 now in the gold and black of Hamilton instead of the red and white in Calgary. And uh, as part of signing that three-year contract today, uh, Bo Levi Mitchell uh, took to the podium in Hamilton along with Orlando Steinauer and a couple other members of the Hamilton Tiger Cats to discuss uh, the massive news. And uh, we'll bring you some of that press conference uh, now uh, as Bo Levi Mitchell is officially introduced as the next quarterback of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Here it is from just uh, a little bit earlier on today. All right, great afternoon, everybody. I appreciate you being here. There's a few more people in attendance than uh, after a practice, that's for sure. So see a lot of uh, familiar faces and uh, appreciate the Tiger Town Council people that, have, that are up here. Um, I, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be long here. I just want to say thank you for the continued support. Uh, one thing that we're always striving to do is, is be the best version of ourselves and, and do the best that we can uh, for the organization. And uh, this is something that uh, we didn't you know, it's been a process, um, but it's something that we're excited about uh, getting getting going here with the 20, 2023 season. And um, we're just looking forward to next steps. Um, but do understand that this is uh, this is an exciting time for the organization, and you know when we acquired the rights um, to to Bo, we, you're not always sure how the things are going to end up. But uh, this day has finally arrived. So, um, you know, with that being said, I know that I'm gonna you know I'll field some questions and, and whatnot after. But this day uh, really is about uh, Bo and uh, welcoming him and his his family to the city. And so, uh, Bo. Welcome to Hamilton. Appreciate it. Congratulations. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you hold that up. Oh, you over here. What are we looking at? All right, here. Yep. Got it? Then we got it now, you took too long. <laughs> All right. Yep. Uh, yeah, just real quick, I uh, want to thank O, uh, honestly, the entire Hamilton Tiger Cats organization. Uh, Scott Mitchell, you know, worked tirelessly to make this happen, even met, without, met with me in Hawaii, bought me, bought me a drink in Hawaii to make sure that we made this happen. Um, Bob Young, uh, all, all of Stelco, Alan, Jim, everybody, uh, the entire ownership group, um, but just honestly, really, really excited to be a part of this team. This organization is an organization from, from afar that I've respected for a really long time. Uh, they've always done things the right way. They've always competed at a high level. Um, but uh, a, lot, a lot of it, too, for me, is uh, you know, the man that was just up here, having the opportunity to play for O and, and what he does for these guys in the locker room and everybody that I've talked to that's uh, you know, an ex-teammate of mine or in this locker room uh, has a lot of respect for him and the way this organization runs. And uh, that's the, the reason that, uh, you know, for me, that I was able to sign today. Definitely not him. Anybody else? <laughs> Welcome to Ontario, Bo. Hey. Uh, um, I remember Ricky, Ricky Ray making a similar move when he was about your age. What went into the thought process and maybe take us through what you want to share about what the Ticats charm offensive was to bring you here? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it for me, um, you know, Maddie and I talked at the end of the season and, you know, we have created something. And, and begun a legacy, um, and it's something that we really wanted to continue, which was winning. And uh, so for me, 
Football-wise, all the decisions came down to you know where I thought we were going to have the best chance to win. And uh, you know, like I said, it starts again at the top with O, and then you got Tommy and Mark as well. And you know, that, that's where a lot of my comments came from, as far as you know, saying, "Hey, like I'm going to free agency no matter what." Um, it had a lot to do with the fact of making sure that the black and gold still had those three guys at the top, because I wanted to make sure that I, I know those other two guys deserve some head coaching jobs and are probably going to get some here pretty soon. But uh, I wanted to make sure the coaching staff was going to be intact and. Um, it allows players to want to be here, and I think that gives us the best opportunity to win. So, uh, once I got on the phone with Scott, you know, hearing from Scott and, and, and realizing him, you know, talking to me and telling how he wanted to make this a, a big priority to get this done early, um, so that we could have an opportunity to sign other players and, and, and convince other players to come here, uh, that was that was a big one for me. But um, it's just from afar, man. This this organization has done it done it right. They've been at the top a lot. Obviously, I've played them in a great cup. They've competed for a lot of great cups these last couple of years. Um, and uh, I just want to, you know, hopefully be, be a guy that can help get the great cup finally here and actually in this building. How close were you to testing free agency, Bo? Was that a consideration at all? Oh, it always was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, I think you guys know, I mean, I don't know how much media conferences you do out in Calgary. I know some of you guys are, but uh, I've never really been too much about the money. The money for me is I, w I want to be paid fairly and, you know, right for my position, but I've never asked to be the top paid guy in the league. Um, it's hard to win that way. And I think, uh, you know, Spence is probably another guy I should give some uh, some credit here. Spence has ever been, uh, he, pr he presented some numbers, about, which I thought were interesting, which was the last five great cup winning teams and the quarterbacks and the percentage of the contract that they made of the cap. And, uh, it was right in ballpark with what I wanted to make, so I was happy with that. And obviously, we worked out some details, and, and Scott did some great convincing to to get those numbers where we wanted them. And uh, you know, free agency, it wasn't about going there and trying to get people to bid up on me and you know be an auction price. Um, I, I wanted to have the opportunity to talk with Hamilton. So when Huff decided to trade my rights to Hamilton, um, I was already pretty ecstatic about it because this was the team that I was kind of had at the top of my list. So. Um, Obviously, there was considerations elsewhere, but uh, those aren't, you know, don't need to be talked about just because uh, never, never went that way, never considered it at the point. But, um, you know, for me, it was once I had the opportunity to get in this building and meet these guys and see the facilities and, and the, the people that are in this room, um, you know, for me, I knew it was where I wanted to be. Hamilton's hosting the Grey Cup this year. They haven't won the Grey Cup since 99, the longest Grey Cup trout in the league. Was that at all a factor, either of those scenarios? Uh, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, I can tell you that. Uh, like I said, legacy is a big one for me. So to, to you know possibly be a guy that can help bring this uh, the Grey Cup back into this building, uh, it would mean a lot. Uh, you're a professional athlete. I'm sure you don't need Thank extra you. motivation I to go out there. That. Yeah, no problem. I got you. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you don't need extra motivation, but is there with the Grey Cup being held here, considering the way oh, things yeah. ended in Calgary? What is that that level heading into the season? Well, I get a little bit of motivation from it already because you know we get to host the Grey Cup in. 17, I think it was, in Calgary, and not even being, uh, yeah, yeah, Hamilton played, uh, Winnipeg, that one. Um, it's just not being able to even be there. You know, I know what that feeling is like, and I don't want to ever be a part of it again. So, I mean, I'm, there's a team that obviously feels that way every single year, um, not being able to be in it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I want to I be a reason that the fans want to be there, that, they, you know, drive the season tickets up and, and get more fans in the stands and, and hopefully fill this stadium with black and gold uh, on that day. Um, to make it a special one so that if we do bring that cup back here, uh, it makes it you know, all, all the more merry the being at home. What sold you on the city? What sold you on the area to bring your family here? What, what was that? 
selling point? Uh, Drew, the equipment guy. Uh, <laughs> no, Kyle, Drew, uh, they all they got in the car, they drove us around, um, showing us the city. I mean, honestly, I, I like how hard nosed it is. You know, steel workers just kind of make things happen, and um, they love this sport, they love this team, they love this organization. Um, you know, for me, it's it's being being a part of something. It's you know, I. I I'm from Texas. You know, you guys know that. I like, I like playing in front of fans. I like playing in front of fans that when you're playing well, it's going great. When you're not, they're mad at you, and they should be. They pay a lot of money, and they work hard for their money. Uh, when they buy season tickets, they should get a, they should get a show. And uh, I want to try to make sure we, we uh, bring them that. Can you just touch on the facilities here compared to what you were working with in Calgary? I know a lot of players <laughs> come here, and that's a big selling point. But was it for you? <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, I mean, dude, the, the facilities are you know it, the CFL is obviously different than the NFL, and I'm not not every team is blessed with you know amazing facilities all around. Um, you know, when I walked in this building, I was very very impressed. Yeah, it felt like uh, you know a high end college. I mean, I've never been to the NFL, so I don't know what the NFL ones look like, but um, I can tell you that uh, I was impressed everywhere, and that's right here, starting with that logo right there. And, um, you know, for me, it's the weight room, training facilities, being able to walk in and see the stadium. But it's always been about the stadium. You know, when you walk in, you want to feel like you're at, you're at a home stadium where your, your crowd's going to be going wild. And, um, and Hamilton, man, the fans are right on top of you, and I like that. So it makes it, uh, makes it fun on game day. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you uh, my, my body felt amazing going into just December, you know, which typically isn't the case. Uh, I was glad I got to showcase a couple things those last, you know, last two drives there in the, the playoff game. And, um, you know, like you said, I, I got to, instead of your body getting kind of torn down over an 18-game season, um, you know, I got to kind of continue to build it up and continue to work out throughout the, the season, which obviously I wish it was different, but um, it was a blessing in disguise. You know, I got to... Been working hard here for the last little bit, uh, trying to keep up with my wife running. You know, that's never going to happen, though. Uh, so I get out for like a mile a day, and she's running six miles a day. Um, but it's just, man, the body just feels good. You know, my knees don't hurt, my elbows don't hurt, my shoulders don't hurt. Like, body feels good. So, uh, man, just, I was telling uh, Unger, actually, just now I saw him in the weight room earlier, uh, him and Mason. Um, it's nice to walk in the weight room and not feel like you have to do rehab. You know, but you get to get, get to get in there and, you know, I've got Marcellus's uh, workout program and just get in there and throw around weights and, you know, use the bar again. It's not just bands all the time. So uh, it's nice to do and, uh, you know, I'm ready to you know, kind of keep progressing that. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to, you know, obviously I'll never try to, you know, tell any of these guys that this is somebody I want or I, you know, I demand somebody to be here. That's just not who I am. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to lean on you know, you know, my natural skill to talk to guys and and hopefully uh, you know explain to guys why what what made me sign here, and uh, you know maybe that's getting guys back in this locker room that we want back in here. Uh, it's get, getting guys from Ron Lee to get back in here. Uh, they asked you to now you can do it. Um, mm -hmm. Talk to you've got about two and a half weeks to talk to Tycat return potential free agents. They asked you to help with that. Uh, I mean, they've you know. They've told me there's some guys that they'd like me to lean on, you know, but uh, obviously there's there's guys that they didn't have to say that for. You know, there's there's guys in this locker room that catch the football that I want in this locker room. I've already messaged them, and um, I, actually, I actually told them before I even told my family now that I think about it. Not you. <laughs> my family back home. <laughs> I think I texted, uh, I, yeah, I texted Tim, and um, 
you know, you can try to get on the phone here with Steve and, and make something happen. But just let these guys know. I mean, there's, there's, there's guys in this locker room, you know, we want back here. Um, I got to watch firsthand Tim make those two catches at the end of the game to, to, to beat us last year. So, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, whatever these guys need, I mean, I'm obviously going to, I know a lot of the guys in the league and I'll, I'll lean on those guys as much as I can. Yeah. Seth Smalls from your hometown too, I think. Is, is, have you is. ever played with a guy from Katy before a professional? Uh, shoot, no, I don't think I have actually. No, I mean, I've played against him a lot. Like I played against Andy Dalton in college and we went to school together, so. Can you describe what playing football, I mean, that's one of these sort of iconic stadiums in all of the U.S., that high school stadium. Katie, can you talk a little bit about, was it Friday Night Lights there? Uh, it, it's like the movie, yeah. I mean, it's not filmed there, if that's no, what you're but, asking. But <laughs> No, no, I mean, is that No, I mean, hey, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I grew up in a football town. You know, yeah. the town shuts down, the you know, signs come up, you know, at the game. Um, I may have gotten out of a ticket or two for being the quarterback of the Katie High School, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, was, I was prepped for moments like this, uh, going to a school like that and being raised the way I was. Bo, I think of, you know, you've done everything this league has really had to offer. You've won great cups, you've won MOPs. I think of that crowd reception that you got in the end of the regular season in Calgary. You're, you did some great media work as well, too. Mm -hmm. Why do this? Why, like, why continue your career? I mean, it appeared that you could have just bow wrapped this up and called it a, co a career and hung up with your family for the rest of your life. Why, why do this? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. I think uh, I don't think my wife would look at me the same if I just walked away from the game like that. Uh, I'll never end anything on a loss. And to me, that's a loss the way that ended. Um, I don't look forward to ending my career. You know, it's not something that I'm trying to rush to do. And uh, you know, for me, that's just not the way I'm going to let my career play out. Um, I think there's a lot of things I haven't done in this league. You know, I've never won a great cup with a new team. I've never, never, never won a great cup at home. Um, never had the opportunity to work with, you know, Orlando Steinhauer. And, and those are things that, um, that I've been looking forward to and I want to check off my list. Uh, and there's more. I mean, there's, you know, there's things at the end of my career that I want to do. And, uh, you know, those numbers are far away. So I still, I still got a lot of work to do. There you go. That's now Hamilton Tiger Cats quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell, part of his uh, introductory press conference in Hamilton today. The first voice you heard was that of Orlando Steinhauer. Uh, lots to get to there. There was still more to that press conference, but uh, you got the the key parts there from Bo on the decision, the push from Hamilton to get him signed before free agency and not let him, uh, you know, get out to the open market where there would have been. Plenty of teams after the services of number 19 and the, the Ticats eventually do get a deal done with Bo Levi Mitchell and uh, do wind up paying the price as far as the transaction goes with the Calgary Stampeders to, uh, to get him. The Calgary Stampeders now with a handful of extra draft picks and upcoming drafts uh, thanks to that deal and the subsequent signing of Bo Levi Mitchell. And it now leaves a couple of really interesting quarterback conundrums around the league, including in probably the mecca of Canadian football. And that's what happens next for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. There's been a lot of talk about Bo Levi Mitchell was going to be a, a top target of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders who appear ready to walk away from Cody Fajardo and start a new era at quarterback. That's no longer an option. So now where do you pivot to if you're the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Were the BC Lions a team that were going to be interested, perhaps, now that Nathan Rourke 
is set to sign or has signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Toronto is coming off of a great cup win. Chad Kelly is a, a young guy there. Would they have entertained a, a Bo Levi Mitchell conversation? It's a it's a very interesting one. The, the quarterback position is one that you know can quickly change in the CFL. Uh, Montreal has run with Trevor Harris for the last few years. Would they have stepped up to be in that conversation? So now you look at some of the veterans and where they might land over the next couple of weeks once free agency opens. Trevor Harris is one of those guys. McLeod Bethel-Thompson who got the Argos to that Grey Cup but didn't finish it because of an injury, uh, might he be on the move? Mentioned Cody Fajardo. He could potentially find a new home. And now with Bo Levi Mitchell signing that massive contract with Hamilton, what happens to Dane Evans? Obviously, probably can't afford both salaries. If you're the Hamilton Tiger Cats, do you look to trade him? Can you release him and let him head off into... Uh, free agency and perhaps fill a starting role somewhere else in the CFL, most likely in the East. We're not sure exactly what that looks like, but there's going to be a lot of movement here because um, really outside of, of Calgary, you look at Winnipeg's pretty set there, obviously going forward with Zach Kalaros. There's a lot of movement now or a lot of possibilities for movement when it comes to the main position in the Canadian football league. Stamps will obviously look for, I, I would think it's fair to say another veteran has always been key for the Stampeders. It's now a very young quarterback room here in Calgary, so I wouldn't be surprised if one of those names that I just listed off there potentially comes to Calgary to you know work alongside Jake Mayer and Tommy Stevens in that quarterback room. And the Stampeders are never shy about having and understanding the importance that you have to have two quarterbacks in this league because the developmental aspect of having a second guy just puts you so far behind. And the Stamps have used that at different times to, you know, either groom somebody into a position or eventually, you know, move somebody on to a different destination. That's happened too. But um, there's always usually at least two pretty comfortable options for Dave Dickinson and John Huffnagel and certainly won't surprise me if that's the case once again. But like I said, now there's a lot up for, for grabs when it comes to the most important position in football and um, Hamilton's locked down, Calgary's locked down, Winnipeg's locked down, but plenty of more conversations to be had. I guess Ottawa's locked down too. They've committed a lot of money to Jeremiah Masoli. So I could honestly see it. It wouldn't surprise me if BC says we're going to go forward with Vernon Adams Jr. So maybe three or four spots across the Canadian Football League that still need to be decided as of today. So it's a really interesting conversation. We're just a couple of weeks out from free agency beginning in the CFL and uh, where these quarterbacks end up could wind up defining what happens in a couple of weeks. That was uh, Bo Levi Mitchell. His introductory press conference uh, in Hamilton uh, the whole thing, you can see more comments from Orlando Steinhauer and uh, other members of the Tiger Cats there. If you uh, follow them on any of their social pages, I uh, believe by Mitchell officially introduced and given his official Tie Cats jersey after signing a three year contract with the Tie Cats today. Uh, we'll take a break, wrap things up uh, around the corner. Just 
putting our focus back on the Calgary Flames and uh, reacting to Johnny Gaudreau and Erica Branson's return to the Scotiabank Saddle. And we'll hear from Johnny following the loss to Calgary. Hear from a couple members of the Flames as they picked up a big 4-3 win in overtime last night. That's coming up next on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. This is our two Sportsnet Today here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Thanks for tuning in. Quick reminder, you can get the show wherever you get your podcast in case you can't listen live. Sportsnet.ca slash 960, Google, Amazon, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can search Sportsnet 960 or uh, search up Sportsnet Today 960 to uh, find any of our uh, previous shows. Today we've had Peter Labardius on, talking Flames and Blue Jackets from last night. Big Nazar from Sportsnet 650, our regular Tuesday guest from our sister station in Vancouver. The Rick Tockett era begins tonight for the Vancouver Canucks. They're only paying three head coaches, guys. No big deal. Not one. Not two. Three of them. Yeah, it's just it's like LeBron championships. How many coaches am I going to pay? Not one, not two, not three, not four, four not, not five, one, not six, not seven. Not two. Not three. How many, under CBA rules, how many can you have on payroll at a time? I don't know if there's an actual limit. Because it's it's one of those things of like stupidity. You know, we, we you know might what I mean? find it's out. Like we can't punish you guys for being idiots, so we're gonna make you punish yourselves by paying people to not work in your organization. You know what I mean? It's it's an insult in its own tang. You know what I'm talking? About? It's like you, we would punish you, and we would say stop paying coaches, but you're now paying like seven million dollars to three guys, and only one of them. Works for you. You know, that would be the dream. You just don't have to do anything and you're getting paid millions. I've said that for the longest time. And I think somebody, I can't remember who tweeted it out when it happened. Being like a fired NHL, NFL coach that still has years left on your contract has got to be the way to go. Or I know Mike Commodore, our friend in former Flames, talked about this before uh, because he's been subject to a buyout during his career. It's nice to just have the paychecks roll in from an organization and have absolutely nothing to do with them. It's kind of a dream job. It really would be. Right? Like, we always think a punter would be fun. Kicker would be fun. You don't really have to do a lot. But, I mean, those guys do have... You have something to do. Well, yeah, and you have occasional moments where if you screw up, if, like, you're Brett Mahar the last couple of weeks and you can't hit an extra point to save your life for the Dallas Cowboys when it actually matters, all of a sudden it's not so fun to be the kicker. Yeah. Right? You've won job and you screwed it up. At least if you're fired. You don't have the job to screw up. Exactly. You're just making money. You could be sipping pina coladas in Panama. You could toss your phone in the ocean and just say, look, you can forward my checks to uh, the Four Seasons. And when this is done, maybe I'll come back to football. Maybe I won't. Right? You don't have to do anything. And for Bruce Boudreaux, like, there's a guy that needs a drink after all of this. I sincerely hope that the next paycheck that comes in 
for Bruce Boudreaux from the Vancouver Canucks is spent purely on, you know, massages. Tickets to Malibu. Yeah, whatever. Something nice yeah. Maybe him. he needs some therapy. Yeah, I don't you know. know what? That's actually a good point. Yeah. That might be something that, that comes up after the mess that has been the Vancouver Canucks. So, you know, hey, good luck, Rick. Um, best of luck. I can't see this going poorly for you. Because nothing ever bad has happened to the Canucks ever. No, the, honestly, the, um, the organization seems so well run. It's well machine. Yeah. Got everything together. Never yeah. any drama ever. No, no one ever mentions the owner or the president or what the GM is doing. You should be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be okay. And the nice thing is if you're Rick Tockett, I, I joke about that. But if he screws up, it doesn't matter. Because they've all screwed up, right? Right. Who's the last coach there that, that really did well? Elaine Vigneault? I'm not uh, going to say it was John Tortorella. No, it wasn't John Tortorella. John Tortorella was a disaster. I so genuinely cannot give you an answer it's for Alain good. Elaine Vigneault has <laughs> been the last I can, good coach there. I can very much disagree with that one. Okay, the ending sucked, but the middle was okay. It doesn't matter. So. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because as long as you set the bar so incredibly low, that it doesn't matter. Any Anything you do well, like they... Chicago's terrible tonight. But if Vancouver somehow wins 3-2, Rick Tockett's the best coach in the world. He's figured it out. He's the guy. Has he figured it out? No. The team's a mess. It's going to be good practice for Canucks to play against a junior B team to figure out their defense. Yeah, it's, well, it's about the level that Canucks play defensively. So, yeah. Are we going to get some NHL like relegations this soon? You know what? I've always kind of liked that about, and this would be perfect time for uh, for Alex Brody to stick around for one of his classic twelve hour shifts when he doesn't need to be here. But I, I've always liked that. I've kind of liked the idea of like they do in European soccer leagues, having the relegation. Like you, know, like you guys, you've just been you've been terrible for so long. We're gonna have a special league just for you to go to, and when you've when you figured it out, you can come back and and play with the big boys. But until then, we're going to send you to the, the XHL or something. Would that stop tanking, do you think? I have no idea. I really don't. Not as long as the draft is still in the current format, right? Right. And, and then the problem is, and it's always the problem with discussions around whether it's the Canucks or anybody else is you kind of have to have it in the way that you can't just have it be a free for all because in the middle of three straight Stanley cup finals, you can't have Tampa Bay somehow wind up with a a high draft pick. Right. So you, you have to format it so that the worst teams have the best odds and they've tried their best to, make it so that even if you are the worst team, it it doesn't matter. You're still going to have like a 17.5% chance. It's really not that significant of a chance at first. Of all, I don't think it would stop it. 
There's just there's really no good way to to stop tanking. You're you're gonna have it in different forms, you know. Really, no matter what you do, I think at least. Yeah, like there's a nice universe where it's like, oh, if you hit the first round pick this many years, like you've obviously been tanking. You know, maybe we'll relegate you. But yeah, it's. There's so many fine details that would have to be aligned there. I don't know if it happens. Yeah, and there's rules around, obviously, you know, we've joked called the Oilers rules, right, where you can't win the number one overall pick X amount of years. And, okay, that's fine. Does that really hurt somebody? You know, if you really want to put it like that, you'd have to make it dramatic, right? Say, okay, look, you won the first overall pick this year. Next year, because you won that you you can't pick in the top 10. Something like that. Ooh, right? That's that's really how I think it would be. But even then that again, you start introducing teams that don't really deserve to be in the top 10 are then all of a sudden there and getting prizes that they don't deserve either. So, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword when it comes to that. And I mean the Canucks really their issue has really been tanking, right? They're just a mess. And I'm not even I'm not even saying it to, to poke a bear and to you know be like, oh look at you. They're it's embarrassing. They've had good players, they spend money, they just step on their foot time after time after time and can't seem to figure it out. And yes, I'm I'm obviously being dramatic and over the top when I'm talking about good luck for Rick Tockett, but I mean I don't know. Does anybody really sit here and, and, and think that Rick Tockett is the answer to the Vancouver Canucks problems? Because I don't. I, I think Rick Tockett's a good hockey mind. I think he's obviously going to help them defensively. That's never been an area that Bruce Boudreau was overly strong in. But who do they have defensively anyways? Quinn Hughes. Stop that. Stop that right now. Quinn Hughes is a very good defenseman. But would you say he's a shutdown defenseman, Taylor? Oh, I'm just saying that that's the only defenseman it's that true. they have. It's true. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. He's the best piece they have by far. But even that's not, you know, a number one defensive shutdown guy. He's a good player, great player. It's just, I just, I look at the pieces there and I go, I don't know who fixes this. Like you put Scotty Bowman in charge of that team, and I really don't think, you know, you got to play the cards that you're dealt, and right now the cards just aren't that good in Vancouver. So maybe they need some of that major surgery. I have no idea. What the, the rest of the year looks like starting tonight under Rick Tockett is, good luck figuring it out. I, I really don't know. I'll be curious. I'll watch tonight because – They've got some guys that need to have a good relationship with that coach. Pedersen needs to have a good relationship with that coach. What what does JT Miller think of Rick Tockett? Is a big one. I just I don't know that I have a ton of faith in in this latest major move by the Vancouver Canucks. Uh that game's an eight o'clock start tonight uh, for viewers on Sportsnet Pacific. Uh Canucks and Blackhawks in game one of the Rick Tockett tenure. That's uh the other voices you heard, the outstanding. Production duo of Cam and Taylor here on Sportsnet today. Uh, just chatting some general NHL here. 
um, an hour or two of Sportsnet today. Uh, did want to go back to last night, though, play a couple of uh, clips for you, including uh, Johnny Gaudreau. He uh, went through it last night. I thought it was a lot of fun. The Dome was probably as juiced up as I can think of all season long in any of the games that I've been there up in the press box with Pat. Uh, the fans were into it. it. How how did it differ from, you know, Kachuk's return? The booze started immediately for, for Gaudreau compared to Kachuk. Uh, as soon as Gaudreau hit the ice for warm-ups, there was booze. Warm-ups finished. He goes off. Uh, in-house, if you've been to the Flames game, you know the great Brendan Parker um, does Flames TV and does the pregame show, gives you players to watch, things in the game to watch for. Obviously, he highlights Johnny Gaudreau as a guy to watch on Columbus. As soon as his image comes up, clips from his pregame, press conference come up, the boos start up again. He comes out for the national anthems, boos. First, it was a great atmosphere. The, the crowd was there and willing to express their feelings for Johnny Gaudreau at every step of the way. Tribute video comes, cheers, applause, as was deserved for the great time that Johnny had, and then it was right back to the boo. And we had a great penalty shot in there as well. It was it was everything you could have asked for and more from what's usually a pretty pedestrian night at the Scotiabank Saddle, though, when you're talking about a, a Monday night against the last team in the NHL and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Johnny enjoyed himself uh, despite the loss from his team. They've been used to... Uh, they're doing that a lot this year. It's been a bad year for the Columbus Blue Jackets. But uh, despite all of that, uh, Johnny met with the media last night to talk about his experience coming back to Calgary and uh, the reception he received from the fans. Here is Johnny Gaudreau post-game following the loss to the Flames. Yeah, I thought we played well. We grinded all the way to the end. Uh, battled some adversity. You know, I don't think it's, uh, it's a rough call there, six on five. But I yeah. think we only had five guys on the ice. And then, uh, you know, Patty gets... Pretty good hook there in overtime, and they got a 2-1-1. So, uh, you know, it sucks, but uh, I'm proud of our guys. You know, we worked hard against a good team, so it was fun. Did this become a, a normal game for you at any point tonight after the start? Was it? Did it settle in for you? Uh, yeah, a little bit, probably after the first. Uh, you know, kind of got the jitters out a little yeah. bit and, um, you know, kind of knew what to expect for the rest of the game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was fun. I had a blast. Uh, I was really happy with our guys, you know. They, uh, they pushed really hard tonight and tried to get a win for, for me and Goody and uh, came up a little short, but uh, and Corpy played out of his mind too. Uh, they get a lot of perimeter shots, but they, you know he made some really big key saves in that for us too. It had to be good to hear a lot of cheers in addition to some booze as well. Yeah. I hope you heard those yeah. over, over the booze. Yeah, it was great, yeah. I definitely heard them over the booze, um, you know, for the most part. Uh, you know, it felt, uh, felt pretty nice to, to see everyone kind of standing up and you know clapping their hands and cheering for me. And then five seconds after, start to booing again. So, um, you know, it's what I expected um, coming here. Uh, it's a great fan base, and, um, you know, they're passionate fans. So uh, I loved it. It was, uh, it was a special night for me. Do you think it'll get easier now? Is this is going to be the, the tough one? Does it get easier in, in subsequent trips? Oh, it'll probably be easier next time, but um, I'm sure I still get booed. So, um, But, uh, yeah, it'll be a lot easier. I mean, the first time back is... Uh, a lot of emotions, you know, a little nervous before the game started, but, um, you know, I was excited to be back. Like I said, it was, it was a lot of fun playing. Sure. Johnny, what do you, I know you said it on the broadcast mm. and you said it really well, but uh, what do you say to the fans for giving that standing ovation? Yeah, I mean, just 
the nonstop support I've had since since my first day, and even in college, they were big fans of me. So, um, you know, throughout my, you know, strapped in 2011, so part of this organization for 11, 12 years. So, um, you know, they gave me endless amount of support, gave my team endless amount of support, and uh, I just want to thank them all for, you know, just being great fans and kind of welcome me in their city and, and treat me really well and my family really well. Did you, uh, did you get a kick out of that, that sequence that you just mentioned where, you know, it's like all cheers and then they go yeah. back to get a laugh Yeah, out of that. yeah, I was a little, yeah, a little laugh there. And, um, you know, it was, it was a weird game. You know, I penalty shot, didn't expect that, missed. And then I get a little tip in the third to, to get the lead, hits the post, bounces out, and, you know, you can only laugh at it, that type of stuff. So, um, but it was awesome. I, I'm really happy about the way our guys played tonight. And, they uh, they pushed for for me and Goody pretty hard tonight, so you, it was a good job. You kind of knew the temp, you know when Kachuk came to town. Mm-hmm. You kind of knew what what happened with him. Yeah, the template had always been set for what was maybe going to happen tonight. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I kind of kind of knew what was going to happen, um, but uh, no, it's still there's nothing that gets you ready for something like that. I mean, they're all cheering and uh, rooting for me for the past you know nine ten years, and you know, now they're all booing me so. Um, it's hard, you know, it was hard for a little bit, but, uh, you know, it kind of got my bearings and then, uh, I started playing well in the second. I think our line had some really good scoring chances in the third there to try to gain the lead, but, you know, just couldn't finish. Did the get louder or quieter after you set up two goals in the third minute? <laughs> yeah, I, I think they got, I don't know, it was loud all night, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was loud all night, and, um, I was sitting next to Eric Robinson here, my longtime friend, he's like, Man, they're really giving it to you out there. So um, I was like, it's just, uh, it's just a great fan base, and it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad, uh, you know, I got to kind of come back and play, and uh, it was, it was a real cool night. But you're such a young team here. You're still new to this organization, somewhat. Mm-hmm. Can this be a real bonding event? Because this is the kind of game that, that a team grows up a little bit when you go through mm-hmm. something like this. All of you. Yeah, we're a real, really young group, um, you know, and the guys fought hard tonight. I was really proud of them. Um, you know, and hopefully, yeah, those are hopefully these are games that you know your team kind of builds around and keep pushing and get better every single day. And um, you know, uh, these past two games are making a little bit of a, a push, and we're like more games going. So we need to just keep building off that, and building off that, and hopefully, um, you know, keep getting better each game. Was your heart racing pretty fast to start this one? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, in the locker room. It was racing pretty good, but um, throughout the first, it was racing pretty good. But uh, kind of settled down there in the second, finally. You know, I just calmed down, took a breath, and uh, just played my game. And um, Like I said, we had a lot of scoring opportunities there throughout the second and third, and um, we were right there, but just couldn't capitalize. You, you got, I think it was 11 shot attempts tonight. Like, mm-hmm. you, you were kind of firing the puck a lot. Was, yeah. that, was that just kind of how the game played out? Or, yeah, or no, I was kind of looking for your shot a little bit? No, more? I think I was just getting opportunities. Uh, a couple bad turnovers by them, you know, led me to kind of semi-breakaway, semi-rushes, and, um, you know, uh, was just trying to get pucks on net. I mean, I started the game. I think they were up 17 to four in shots. So we need to get more pucks in the net, and, and uh, you know, test Vladdy out over there. And um, but yeah, there you go, Columbus Blue Jackets forward Johnny Gaudreau following his team's loss to the Calgary Flames. And whether you still love him or you hate him for everything that happened, um, it was really interesting hearing from him last night and hearing those comments because I thought there was a guy that really took it in stride and had a lot of understanding about the situation because when you listen to him there, I didn't once in any of the conversations that Johnny had, I I never once felt like he had 
resentment for the the reaction. I, I think honestly, looking back at it now, Matthew Kachuk had a more negative response to how the fans treated him than Johnny did. I, part of me wonders if Matthew thought because of the decision he made and how he went about it that there weren't going to be boos and that it was going to be an all-positive reception for him. Johnny Gaudreau knew what he was in for, and not only did he know it, but he embraced it. I thought he had a good game last night for the Columbus Blue Jackets. He was dangerous. He set up the two power play goals with primary assists, doing his thing. He was dangerous all night, and I think he, he embraced it. I think he embraced and looked at it and said, yeah, I understand why this group is frustrated with me, and I'm not going to hold that against them. If anything, it's going to make me admire them more for that reaction and for Johnny to to come out and say that like he did and, and to talk about the fans and you know not hold it uh, against them or take it personally, I thought was great, and it made for uh, a really fun atmosphere last night at the Scotiabank Saddledome and um, should make for fun storylines every time that Johnny does come back as a member of Columbus. It won't be very often. Most years it'll be like this season. It's just going to be the the one game a year. But, hey, if it adds a little bit of spice again to a, a matchup that usually wouldn't bring a lot of juice to the Saddledome, I- I'm all for it. The more games like that, the better. There will never be a game quite like the first return. But that being said, I think there's still going to be Something special about every time Johnny Gaudreau sets foot here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Uh, wrapping up Hour 2 here on Sportsnet today, we have some news out of the NHL involving a former member of the Calgary Flames. He was a member of the team going back to training camp, and that is defenseman Yuso Valimaki. He has signed a one-year contract extension with the Arizona Coyotes. That one was announced by uh, General Manager Bill Armstrong today. The team does not uh, disclose... Uh, financial considerations, but uh, our NHL insider from Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada, Elliot Friedman, has told us that it's a one-year deal with a $1 million AAV for Valimaki. He has played in 42 games uh, as a member of the Arizona, 43 games, excuse me, as a member of the Arizona Coyotes this year. He's racked up 12 points in those 43 games to go along with 20 penalty minutes. Uh, playing anywhere from 12 to 15 minutes a night on that Arizona blue line. Uh, in the release, uh, General Manager Bill Armstrong saying, quote, we're very pleased to sign Yuso to a one-year extension. He's a big, strong two-way defenseman who has been a great addition to our defensive core. We're looking forward to having him on our roster la- uh, next season. Uh, obviously, the, the Finnish native... Um, drafted by the Flames in the first round in 2017, was claimed off of waivers prior to the start of this season and is uh, finding a home on the Coyotes' blue line and will be with them. Heading into next season, he signs a one-year, $1 million AAV contract. Um, that's the news around the NHL. Busy night on the schedule. We've talked, of course, about the Blackhawks and the Canucks on Sportsnet Pacific. Uh, if you're looking for some hockey to watch uh, on Sportsnet, it, it uh, gets going with a game at 5 o'clock, a big matchup between the Penguins and the Panthers. Panthers coming off a tough loss to the New York Rangers yesterday. That one will be across the Sportsnet channels. And then uh, later tonight, Capitals and Avalanche on Sportsnet 1. That one, a 7 o'clock puck drop from Denver. Uh, Still to come today on the uh, station, Haley Salvian, the one and only Haley Salvian. 
uh, has Hockey Central 960 coming up for you next. And uh, no Hockey PDO cast today. Special uh, extended edition of Flames Talk. They're going to be at the Deerfoot Inn and Casino. Flames Charity Poker Tournament is happening. So we have sent Wes and Pat directly to the casino floor. And they will bring you a three-hour edition of Flames Talk. Guests, alumni, players, you name it. They're going to have it. Uh, It's one of the premier events on the fundraising calendar for the Calgary Flames. And uh, it's one of the ones that we love, too, because uh, the guys are always so good and so um, free with their time on this one. Uh, You'll hear from plenty of members of the Calgary Flames throughout the afternoon. So make sure you're locked into that. Stay tuned. Haley Salvian's got Hockey Central 960 coming up next. And then a special three-hour edition of Flames Talk is later this afternoon with Pat and Wes. Thank you to uh, our guests for joining in today, Peter Labardius and Bick Nazar. Thank you for listening. A uh, reminder, if you can't catch the show live, you can find it on podcast, Google, Amazon, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. Thank you to the outstanding production team of Cam and Taylor. In the other room, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of Sportsnet. Today, this is Sportsnet 960, The Fan.